And now, it's time for Lawyers for Jesus Radio, lighting our path through law. A show about faith in the law and in the marketplace. Featuring the partners from the law firm Mock & Baker. Located in downtown Chicago, Mock & Baker is nationally known for defending freedom and protecting the rights of the broken and religiously oppressed. And now, Lawyers for Jesus. Good afternoon. Welcome to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm John Mauck, and I'm an attorney and a partner at the law firm of Mauck & Baker in Chicago. We're Christian attorneys that focus on serving the Lord's body with its legal needs. We do everything from zoning to estate planning, nonprofit administration, and protecting religious freedom. You can find out more about us by going to MaukBaker.com, M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com, or call 312-726-1243. Today, our guest is Art Starr, the author of the Cheesehead Bible, Would You Believe? And if you listen in today carefully, you may find your headache cured, your pain in the back healed, foot blisters relieved, and your confusion compounded. Art, tell us about this Cheesehead Bible. What the heck is it? Well, thanks for inviting me on the show, by the way, John. I appreciate it. Um, the Cheesehead Bible is not the good book, um, but it's not a bad book. Could be worse. It, it, it could be a lot worse. I'm not a writer, uh, so this was my first attempt at... Uh, you're, you're a failed cartoonist? Yes, a failed cartoonist. Uh, I was in the ad biz for way too long, and uh, that's where I learned humility. Okay, that, if you're going to write a Bible, you ought to be a little bit humble. Yeah, when you're in a little dark cubicle for 20 years, that... <laughs> That tends to give you a sense of your unimportance, and certainly it, it taught me mine. And what is this Bible? The Cheesehead Bible is um, the worldview of the people who are the fans and owners of the Green Bay Packers up in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Cheeseheads? Cheese uh... Yes, cheeseheads, as they are so lovingly referred to by Chicagoans, a name that they embraced by the way, and they wear cheese proudly. On, is, is, that all, is that all cheeses, or is it just certain cheeses? Well, the hats they wear do seem to um, resemble a, sort of a sharp cheddar, oddly with holes, which you don't associate with. A so it's sort of a, a cheddar Swiss? Uh, yes, or a Swiss cheddar. You know, okay. You know. I feel like this is a Bob and Ray uh, routine that we're doing. I don't know Bob and Ray, but I know Cheeseheads. Well, Ray passed away recently, so uh, okay. it might have been an homage. And, and why did they need a Bible? Uh, they don't. I, I, I'm surprised no one wrote it before I did, because the more I found out about the history of the Cheeseheads and their team up in Green Bay, the more it, 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 it resembled the group history of the Hebrews in the Tanakh or the Old Testament as the Christians call it. And that intrigued me. The second thing was uh, about God and humor. Uh, you, you believe in the God of humor? Well, I think God is probably the funniest thing going, and I, I know that sounds disrespectful. I don't mean it to be. Well, he, cre he created the platypus. People well, <laughs> have, have, have cited that as 
evidence. Well, what I mean is uh, the book talks about things that are like unto God. And uh, God is never changing. Everything else changes uh, except God. And I noticed that humor uh, doesn't change either. Uh, I've been telling people 2,000-year-old Jewish jokes uh, for some time. And it amazes me that they're all still funny. Uh, I was watching uh, Buster Keaton films from the 20s, and they're all still funny. But if you watch, let's say, The Sheik of Araby, Valentino, and his sort of stilted um, romantic courting style, um, uh, that's changed a lot. No one ever does that anymore, rarely anyway. So it just occurred to me that um, there was nothing incompatible with God and humor. In fact, they seem to go together. Well, it gets kind of dangerous, don't you, when you write a book, and uh, a Bible, and you use the word Bible, and you have uh, chapters, books, called Creation, Sin, Promise, Lambo, Very good. and Lombardi. Lombardi, yes. And yes. Cre- creation is not about the creation of the world, but creation starts with a bunch of rocks and dirt north of the Illinois border? Wisconsin, in particular, was the first thing created, according to the... She said, Bible, I should point out, the word Bible does not mean holy. Uh, the word Bible means, uh, it comes from the Greek biblios, which means books. So that when, when we, uh, for instance, pick up the Christian Bible, it's a, a library of, of books that contain holy scripture. So in no way am I trying to imply that uh, there's anything holy about a book I just wrote, uh, because that would be, uh, that would be funny. That would be comedy right there, if I had done that. Well, you've, you've sprinkled this book with allusions to the Hebrew scriptures. Yes, I did. With cartoons. Yes, I drew 45 illustrations. For, for people who don't like to read, is that cheeseheads? Do they, are they able to read? I don't know, and I wasn't. I was hedging my bet that if they if they couldn't read, at least they could follow along with the pictures. And, and uh, okay, and people from Illinois, uh, are, are we meatheads or what are we? Well, people from Illinois can't read or, uh, or look at pictures, so uh, they really aren't the target audience, you know. Are they? And you're from Illinois. Yes, it's true. I'm a Bear fan. And you learned to read and write, apparently. Yes, I did. And draw pictures. And draw pictures. Yes. So you are multi-talented. I am. I'm a Renaissance man, I suppose. Yeah. So why did God create Wisconsin? Uh, so that um, he could create uh, the people who would uh, then make the cheese and be happy. This is John Mauck, and this is... Lawyers for Jesus. We're talking to Art Starr, the author of the Cheesehead Bible. But as you talk, Art, you bear an uncanny resemblance to a blocking back for the Little Giants in Highland Park, Illinois, in the late 60s. Pat Baker. Yes, who I would like to point out was no larger than the lineman in front of him, which, which was the cause of, of great physical damage. Uh, to Pat Baker. And did you go through the concussion protocol? Um, I was uh, concussed several times. And I, I'm sorry to say that I was the, 
the receiver of concussions, but never doling them out, which I thought was very unfair. And how do you connect that to the Cheesehead Bible? It may be the result of multiple concussions uh, as a young man. And so this is sort of a... Uh, a dream fantasy in a sense, isn't it? Well, no. The Cheesehead Bible is based on uh, the true history of the Cheeseheads of Wisconsin and how they glorified God um, uh, by uh, transmuting war into ritual in Green Bay, Wisconsin every fall. Now, this is an important point, and you're treading on the spiritual here. Yes, sir. Are you saying that this... This book is more than just humor, jollies, and cartoons, that there's a, there's an underlying message? Yes. I tried to bury it, though, under a lot of foolishness so that people would swallow the sugar pill. Uh, and I shouldn't have said that. i just blown the whole scene. Yeah. But, uh, no, it's a fun read. I mean, no one's going to—that's the whole problem, isn't it, with the Bible? People just don't want to read it because it seems like such a slog and it's— it's written in a terse manner, uh, except for the New Testament, which, which, which doesn't read that way. It just comes, you know, through like a, like a bell. It just bong, you know, the truth transcends translations and time, you know. But uh, I've forgotten what the question was, John. I've just gone off, off the rails. I'm sorry. Uh, I woke up in the park this morning, you know, and I was able to get most of the stains out, but... Uh, and did you have your cheesehead Bible tucked away in your coat? Uh, no, I don't. I I don't carry it with me. Uh, I hold it in my heart the same way that cheeseheads hold everything that's in the book in their hearts. Do, do you have a, a favorite verse there from the well, cheesehead Bible? Well, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to uh, recite it verbatim from memory, but it was when uh, Curly Lambeau uh, wanted to be a professional football player, but there was no football profession where he could trade his skills after college. Uh, so he wound up on the, uh, in the uh, packing house, the meat packing plant, and uh, he raised his, his eyes to God and he asked, uh, God, um, is, this my, is this my destiny, just slaughtering bears and, uh, and lions and, and rams and, and cardinals all day? And God said, yes. But he didn't really understand that prophetic word. From no, he didn't, uh, because the Spirit moves in uh, mysterious ways. Later, he discovered that that actually was his destiny, slaughtering bears and lions and rams and, and cardinals. And playing the Beloit fairies? The Beloit, the, the brutes of the borderland. The Beloit fairies, the only team. Is, is that a real team? Yes, the only team to deliver losses uh, in the first two years of Lambeau's team, which at that time uh, was called the um, Indian Meatpacking Company. Uh, and, the Indian uh, Meatpacking Company was a predecessor of the Green Bay Packers? Yes, it was the, at first, for, for the first year, it was the Indian Packing Company. The second year, it was the Acme Packing Company. They'd been bought out. Uh, and the third year, they had joined the NFL and became known as the Green Bay Packers. Uh, but those first two years, they won every single game except one. There was only one team up to snuff, and it was the Beloit, the Fairies. Beloit Fairies, would you believe? We're going to take a break. We'll come back, and we'll talk about 
the Cheesehead Bible, and what it means to us. Welcome back to Lawyers for Jesus. I'm John Mauk, partner of the law firm of Mauk and Baker, and we're talking with Pat Baker, alias Art Star, the author and illustrator of the Cheesehead Bible. Pat, our theme song is You've Got to Serve Somebody. You know that from your old Bob Dylan days when you were a hippie. Now that you've read the Cheesehead Bible, are you saying we serve the God of the Cheeseheads? Well, everyone has a choice. They can serve God or not. And uh, if you don't, I always felt like you were taking your chances. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Well, I'm well, in other words, there's only one opinion that mean you know, that matters. I read all these pundits every day. These, you know, opinionated people, you know, uh -huh. and I, Yes. And I keep thinking, wait a minute, there's only one opinion that counts. Why are we bothering with this? So anyhow. And it seems to me that millions of Americans worship the NFL the Bears, the Packers, the NBA, rather than worshiping the Creator God. Is, yeah. is American sports and sports in general a giant heresy, well, or is it a pathway to God? 31 out of 32 teams commit heresy every Sunday, but one team in particular does not. These are the cheeseheads, the faithful, ever-faithful cheeseheads who, who pay tribute, selfless tribute, to civilized combat. Um, the, it's a, it's a misunderstanding about the cheeseheads and God. Uh, the cheeseheads don't worship the Green Bay Packers. The cheeseheads worship the God who inspired them to take it upon themselves, uh, to finance and organize and, um, be responsible for, uh, their football team. No other organization does that. And I think the cheeseheads should be, um, um, congratulated for their, uh, so I take it your thesis in this, in this book or lesson underlying these, uh, these scriptures is that mankind is violent, murderous, because there are some actual shocking scenes of grain farmers murdering uh, meat packers, and that God, in his mercy to the fallen state of these Westcon sinners, and that's what they're called, gives them football so that they can play and have fun and have an organized, less violent uh, existence? Is that, is that it, or is that what the message is? Well, we have to ask whether or not God made people properly. If, uh, if it was a good thing that men are, are warriors, um, then there should be an arena whereby their valor is uh, celebrated and recognized uh, as a way of glorifying God. What happened historically in this country was that after the Civil War, um, there was shock across the country at what had happened. And there was an effort to transmute war into uh, ritual. And that's what a guy named Walter Camp actually did at the, the University of Princeton. He, Wait a minute. I got to stop you there. He was a Yaley. Oh, he was a Yaley. I have, I've just committed my first sin of the day, which was misidentifying a, a bulldog. Bulldog, bow, wow, wow. Eli, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, he wanted to 
he accepted that men were, were natural warriors under God's plan. And so he put together a game that would supplant a, a war with weapons by uh, inventing a war without weapons, uh, where men's valor could be uh, celebrated without the sin of murder. And that's what he did. In fact, if we think about it, uh, this country has successfully transmuted war into ritual between two oceans. There have been no armies marching for over 150 years. And will the listeners be surprised to know that that is a world record uh, originally held by the Romans 132 years, but it is the Americans who will be who will go down in history as having uh, topped that. Our Civil War ended in uh, 1865, and so that's 135, 150 years. We broke the record broke the without record. a Civil War. Without armies marching and without, um, without a war with weapons, hon. Huh? But, we, but have we transformed this gift of God, which is athletic competition and, and, uh, and non-mortal combat, into a, a new idol? Where people worship sports and worship sports stars. Well, yeah, and, that's and, always the temptation. On the other hand, I can think of a few places in the world where they might want to take up the ritual instead of the slaughter that's going on. Oh, yeah, ISIS. I'd like to see some ISIS, some ISIS soccer teams instead of head shopping teams. Yeah, I'd like to see the Alawites and the uh, Al-Qaeda maybe uh, go for an hour on a a gridiron, and we'll find out who has true metal. And does the Chief's Head Bible help on this path, help anyone to read this and, and find that direction? Well, I was hoping so. One thing I tried to do was show how the actual formation of the game actually follows the Lord's Prayer. Did you notice that? No. Interwoven into the uh, third chapter, the Book of Promise, uh, sequentially, is the Lord's Prayer. John, I'm surprised you didn't catch that. Well, I'm learning every time I pick up Shall the Bible, I point it out and every time you? I pick up the Cheesehead Bible, there's probably something there, too. Uh, years ago, when Star Wars came out, I was one of the few people in my church that liked it because it talked about the Force, yeah, the and, spiritual. And, and well, everybody, everybody else, or most everybody else, in, in the very fervent Assembly of God church that I was a part of, said, it's so heretical, John, how could you like it? But I was talking to friends who weren't followers of Jesus, to, to people who were agnostic, atheistic, intellectuals uh, having a scientific worldview. And they were kind of impressed by the force because they didn't think of, of, of a God or a, a, a God that could interact with humanity. And the Star Wars presentation of the Force provided a bridge so that people could come from where they were at, which was rank atheism or agnosticism, to thinking about a world, a spiritual world, that was beyond the tangible physical world. And it was a step towards God. And I see the Cheesehead Bible. That's why I invited you on here. As I was wondering. Yeah. Well, you know, the jokes are good. But this could be a pathway to what type of person might pick this up that wouldn't pick up a Bible and, and might 
come closer to knowing God by reading these cartoons. Not you don't read a cartoon, I guess, but by by looking. Well, sure at, you do. A picture can be read. Okay, in all right. A symbolic well, sense. Yes. Go ahead. Go ahead with what? Tell me what kind of person uh, this book might be good for. Well, so many, you know, so many discussions or thoughts about religion uh, uh, seem to get tangled up in denominational concerns, and when in fact all the Bible's talking about is life, the experience of life, and the experience of getting to know something that is invisible but is more important than anything else. Love, for instance. You can't, you can't hold it, not the way you can hold lust. Uh, love can't be, you know, grabbed and forced. And, uh, it's, uh, but it's those invisible things, like God, that are the primary uh, thing, I guess. I mean, it's even hard to talk about, uh, for me anyway, because... How has writing this book brought you, Pat Baker, closer to God? I, I I haven't got a clue as to how to answer that question. I feel like I I wrote the book to serve God, but I I, I don't know if I succeeded, and I'm not even sure that he approved. <laughs> and he probably would like to edit uh, uh, large parts of it, you know. But but um, no 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 I. I think I told you, John, once that I was uh, watching a football game with a friend of mine and, and my friend saw someone praying uh, for a successful field goal. And my, um, my visitor friend um, criticized that person for dragging God into what they thought was uh, uh, something that uh, shouldn't be uh, uh, confused with uh, the Almighty. But uh, I thought to myself, what if... What if it's just the reverse? What if God does care about that field goal? What if God cares about that lady praying? What if God cares about everybody all the time? And uh, I thought, maybe he does. And that pretty much gave me a, a certain confidence that writing the Cheesehead Bible would sort of serve his purpose. And, and I think that was an inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Because as I see it, God does want to reach everybody not just intellectuals and not just people who are pietistic and, and praying and have believed in God for, for all their lives, but, but people who are in different professions, people who may not have heard about God, but they've heard about the Packers and this may draw them in. Or they've heard uh, that being a Christian, and this is, was my experience before I accepted Jesus, I became convinced that Jesus was the Lord. And if I became a Christian, I'd have to give up my humor and basically having fun in life because being a Christian was deadly serious and boring. How wrong I was <laughs> and how glad I am that there are people like you, Pat, who are writing for those who are out there who need a bridge to coming to know the Lord. If you have a legal need and want a perspective of a Christian attorney, contact us at Mauk and Baker. This is John Mauk, and our guest has been Pat Baker and the Cheesehead Bible, which you can get on Amazon.com. 
Thank you, John. <laughs> 